Hi Cardinals, I'm Adithi Kinney, class of 13, in the Office of Alumni and Parent Relations. For WestConnect, I spoke with writer Alexander Chi, class of 89, while he was on campus for the Wesleyan Writers' Conference. So how was um, speaking at West yesterday? It was great to be there, partly because Paul and I had met back in 2002 when we were both visiting writers here, teaching here, uh, and we would sometimes ride up together from New York City. And, you know, he's, he's a fantastic writer, and he's, he's, uh, he's been one of my favorites ever since I met him at that time. And was it even a little intimidating to have to read with him, uh, because he is, he is pretty amazing. But uh, we had a good time, and I, I really enjoyed, actually, the, the Q&A afterwards, um, which... I think speaks to the way in which the students here remain uh, some of my favorite writing students. Um, that was going to be my next question, because you were a student here, and then you taught here, and now you return to campus occasionally to speak at the Writers' Conference and so on. So I was wondering if you've noticed any obvious similarities or differences in the student body or in the, on campus since over the last so many years. It's interesting to me, I think, the way in which when I come back, I see a lot of the, it's, it seems weird to say the same kinds of people, but like I, I recognize the students in a sense. I, I think it has something to do with the, the alumni interview process that Wesleyan uses where we, in a sense, keep looking for that same kind of spirit, which it sounds maybe a little more gung-ho than I might have thought myself to be, but, you know, I do love the school, and I do love the students here. I did love teaching here when I taught here. I think there's just something very difficult to quantify about the mix of resourceful, daring intelligence, which is, you know, I think, you know, I was, I was talking to someone about this a couple of reunions ago. I noticed that the people in my class and the people in the other classes, they may not have been doing what they meant to do, but whatever they were doing, they had really thought about it. They had rarely fallen into something that was unsatisfying. They had pushed their way through into some new sense of meaning for themselves. So it was inspiring. And, you know, I think reunion can, can be full of a kind of maudlin nostalgia, but there's actually... I've noticed a lot of people who I wasn't very good friends with back when I was in school, but who have become more interesting people afterwards and who I am actually closer to now after having <laughs> run into them again at reunion. So it's, uh, it's an interesting cohort, I guess, to be a part of not just the class of 89, but that larger cohort, I guess, that is Wesleyan. So um, I've read a lot of your advice to writers, and in one of the pieces, uh, you talked about how Annie Dillard and Kit Reed told you two different things about pursuing an MFA. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and you've, uh, you've, spoke, so you've spoken about taking um, writing courses at Wesleyan. So what were your favorite non-writing-specific courses? One of the most important liberal arts classes I took here was called Modernity, Gender, and War. 
and it was taught by the late Professor Hope Weissman. She was a great example to me of a scholar who had begun as a medievalist and who had followed her, uh, her scholarship out into other fields of study with a great deal of, uh, of passion and integrity. You know, she allowed me to do something at the time in retrospect that I don't know that I would have allowed myself um, in, in the same position, but she, she let us do, from Nerdy, Gender, and War, she let us do creative finals if we wanted to. We could write fiction. I, I wrote a short story that really was a transformative experience for me at the time, and that I, th I still like it, you know, when I look back on it. It was a reinvention of the, of the myth of Leda and the Swan, set in a contemporary setting. And I think, I think of, it, of that experience often because it helped form a great deal of my own intellectual sensibility, I suppose. The, the way I think about writing and the way I think about the possibilities of literature, a lot of it came out of the courses I took with her. And... None of them were writing-specific courses, but, you know, I don't think I would be the writer I am now if I hadn't taken those classes. I also took uh, Chaucer with her and tried to write a paper for her on The Wife of Bath. During that research for that paper, I realized that she was the expert on The Wife of Bath that I was finding most commonly in my... Uh, in my source materials. So that was a frightening moment to realize I was writing a paper for her on her subject of expertise. Um, you know, I think the, the liberal arts education experience here is interesting because there's, I think there's more requirements now than there used to be, is my sense of things. Back when I was a student here, there were very few requirements for us. I think at the, at the time, it seemed to me about how the challenge was to find out what was actually really interesting to you, and that that was the birthplace, in a sense, of that guiding sensibility that I would then see later, years later, in my friends at Reunion, when I talk about like how people had figured things out for themselves. That figuring out process began here, I think, in that period of discovering that there were no requirements except that you figure yourself out. It's, it's easy to think of it as undisciplined, but it's actually a call to a very different kind of self-discipline. I think the requirements at Wesleyan now are um, if you want honors, so otherwise you don't have to fulfill any requirements. Mm -hmm. there, I may be mistaken, there may be other things. There are core requirements that are for right. honors. Per, if you're going for a thesis and you want to get honors, um, but there's a writing certificate now. Did they have that when you were a student? No. Or? There were individual courses offered. You could concentrate, but you could not go for honors. Your thesis would not be eligible for honors if it was a creative writing thesis. This is something that I remember describing to my students here, and they were aghast. I think at the time I remember thinking, well, that's just how it is, you know. So I would say things have changed pretty dramatically in terms of how writing is treated here. But I think even at, this, at that time, you know, there was a sense that writing was one of the things you came to Wesleyan to do. Phyllis Rose, Kit Reed, Annie Dillard, 
uh, Anne Green were all working to create, um, I suppose, the environment that created the environment that we're, we're seeing now, in a sense, the precondition. And so I think that, you know, at the, at the time I, I, had, I had resigned myself to not getting honors in one way, but I also, I think it made me, in a sense, more serious than I might have been if I had been hoping for the validation of an honors thesis. I don't think my career suffered for not having it. Having said that, I do think that it's better that students can get it if they want it, because, uh, you know, we live in a different world now. It's not to say that your credentials weren't important, but they weren't as ruthlessly scrutinized in the way that they are now. Um, I have one last question, unless um, you wanted to talk about something else, but uh, this is the one I usually end on, is do you have any, are there any particular memories of Wesleyan that stand out when you think of it? Anything, you know, like... Oh, God, so many, so many memories. I remember my first class with... Kit Reed, which was held in her home over on Lawn, and uh, she has this incredible house that she and Joe Reed have lived in for their whole career here. And you know, Joe, in addition to having been, uh, you know, a completely stellar film professor, what is also a fantastic visual artist. So there's all these paintings that he's done. It has this feeling of being that kind of house you always hope to that your professors would have in a sense um, a house full of the evidence of two long careers uh, that were built even as they also mentored generations of writers and filmmakers people like Daniel Handler and Joss Whedon um, I remember, I remember uh, leaving a, a short story on Phyllis Rose's doorstep and being full of terror that I had like uh, somehow interrupted her, even though she had told me to do that. She had told me to leave it there. Um, she was submitting it to uh, a prize anthology that would end up being the way that I first got published. I remember the way that I used to love to be in the soccer field at night over in the arts complex. I don't know if it's still there. It's still there. I think it's a lacrosse field. Is it a lacrosse field now? Yeah. Um, yeah, lots of memories. <laughs> One of my favorite memories is uh, being at house music parties at Malcolm X house until like four in the morning and standing outside and just watching this cloud uh, come off me in the cold air as before like going back inside you know it was uh, it's, it's, it's peculiar in some ways because it's about you know the that kind of late night partying I, you know the it, it seemed to be there was something that I was like able to find in those moments that seemed to me particularly important even though that might not be the, the memory people would think of as being, you know, attached to your academic life. That was Alexander Chi, class of 89. A special thanks to our audio intern, Tess Altman, class of 17, for editing this clip. Thank you for listening.